Welcome to UBP's Investment Outlook 2024. This series of six episodes will explore UBP's key convictions for the upcoming year. We will be covering topics such as the economic environment, our main plays, as well as a specific risk. I'm your host, Robert Wibberley from UBP's Group Communications. This episode looks at our global economic views for 2024, where we explore the main thematics across growth, inflation, interest rates, and fiscal policy. For this podcast, I am joined by Patrice Gautry, UBP's Global Head of Economic and Thematic Research. Patrice, this time last year, the consensus was that developed markets would enter recession, which has not occurred. Do you fear recession in 2024? We do expect for next year a quite decent but positive growth around 2.9%. So we are not expecting any recessions from any regions, including the developed countries. In 2023, the US economy has led growth across developed markets. Will it avoid a recession and continue to outperform other developed countries in 2024? Yes, our forecasts are still in favor of a positive growth in the US. We are expecting 1.8% uh, rate of growth after 2.4% this year. So that is to say the US economy should over continue to overperform if we compare with the rest of G7 countries where we are just expecting 1% and 1.2% of growth for next year. How about a rise in unemployment? Could consumers retrench on their spending in the US and Europe? We are just expecting a modest rise in unemployment ratio in each region, no more than a half a point from the current level. That is to say, of course, the job creations would be less favorable for both US and European consumers, but as purchasing power would be restored and returned to very positive numbers, we are not expecting any major damage to the consumer trends. So that is to say, no retrenchment for US consumers and European consumers. Can business investment pick up again and fuel a new economic cycle? We have already seen this year a rebound, a first step of rebound in investment spending thanks to the different government support in favor of climate change, new technology. And uh, this is more positive for next year. We do expect the movement to continue and to expand further uh, thanks to R&D and also to business equipment. So yes, this new investment cycle should generate higher potential growth and also higher productivity gains. And could Europe escape from stagflation? Europe is already in 2023 in a stagnant economic situation. So unfortunately, we do expect that entering 2024, this stagnation should remain in place. But of course, during the course of next year, we do expect to see some green shoots. Green shoots related not only uh, from the government support in favor of climate change, reindustrializations, but also to a, a less negative environment for European consumers and European firms. The current inflation surge has been with us since mid-2021. Is the inflation bubble over by 2024? We do expect for next year that uh, global inflation should continue to decline. We have already seen in 2023 uh, a significant decline coming from lower energy prices. The next step would be that for core goods and also core services, inflation should continue to decline progressively during the course of next year, both in US and also in Europe. The US are more advanced in this process of declining inflation 
And of course, Europe and UK is coming uh, with a lag if we compare with the US. But at the end of next year, for instance, we do expect significantly lower inflation level, for instance, in the US to be below uh, 3% and also for core inflation to be significantly below 3%. Okay, but why are some sectors still resilient? It's due to the, the fact that the demand is still at a high level, in, notably in service sectors in both the US and European situation. Uh, we do expect, of course, some normalization process in, in the both countries that would see uh, a lower level of prices in service sectors, for instance, in the housing sector uh, related to rent in the US, but also a bit of the same process for services and transport services, uh, services to households uh, in Europe too. So at this point of time, it will take time for these sectors uh, to come down in terms of prices, but with the normalization we are expecting in terms of demand and components of demand, we should see a more favorable scenario in terms of inflation for this sector. Are there risks of deflation after the episode of high inflation? Yes, it's interesting to mention that the dynamic of prices for goods is diverging uh, if we compare with the dynamic of inflation for services. Uh, for goods, notably in the US, because the US are more advanced if we compare with other regions, uh, we have already seen the prices of cars, but the prices of of furniture, for instance, and household goods entering on the both on a monthly basis and a yearly basis in a slightly negative trend. So it seems that this is not a deflation, a huge deflation, but it's a go back to what prevailed before the COVID that say a significant disinflation process in the goods sector, which is not yet the case uh, for the service sectors as we mentioned previously. In response to this surge in inflation, central banks undertook a severe tightening cycle. In September, the central banks paused these hikes. Have they finished raising interest rates for good? Yes, we do expect that the major central banks should continue to maintain their pause entering the beginning of the next year, because they have now with inflation that are probably more comfort on the inflation picture uh, in the course of the next year. And there are no reasons, in fact, to increase again their interest rates. The bar or the reasons uh, to increase again their interest rates for the Fed and the ECB and even for the Bank of England have increased since we have seen a more comfortable scenario or picture on inflation and some significant uh, decline in terms of activity. Um, and, and then what is the time frame for a widespread cut in key rates? We are not expecting an a very rapid decline in interest rates. Of course, the central banks should have more comfort on the global picture in terms of inflation and wage dynamic. So that is to say, as a result, we are not expecting any rate cuts from the Fed or coming from the ECB uh, before the end of the second quarter. After, during the summer, probably it will be a, a more favorable environment for the central banks to communicate and to try to mention that it's possible for them to ease the interest rates, and we should expect uh, that these decline in interest rates should occur during the second part of next year. But will central banks have to cut rates to facilitate government refinancing? Of course, the cost of the debt has increased significantly for governments, for the firms, and also for households. For the central banks, it's difficult to cut interest rates 
if you have not uh, a comfortable situation regarding the inflation and the wage dynamics. This is the reason why we are not expecting a decline in the first part of the next year and probably a more comfortable environment for the central banks and also for the refinancing of the government in the second part of next year. Structural budget deficits have been getting larger in developed economies, with US deficit having reached 7% of GDP in 2023. Can fiscal policy continue to spend without worrying about debt and deficits? The US and European governments should probably continue to spend, but probably in a smarter way. That is to say, to promote more investment, structural reforms, rather than to subsidize the consumer sectors. All in all, the fiscal deficits we are expecting in both US and Europe should remain at the same large level as seen in 2023. The problem of the debt and the dynamic of the public debt ratio to GDP should probably continue to increase uh, related to the rise in the debt services. And of course, there is not enough cut in spending and not enough significant structural reforms to reverse significantly next year the dynamic of the debt to GDP ratios. Thank you, Patrice, for your time today. Thank you, Robert, and enjoy 2024. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to explore more of our insights, please tune in to our Spotify channel or go to ubp.com. Mm-hmm.